0: By Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another Game Over episode. This is for a Game Over uh, for Game Five of the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, and what a game did we have! Now, this game or this uh, the segment is brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in on Stanley Cup Finals action: Lightning versus Avalanche at Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. That before the game starts, live in play or one of many, uh, one of our many. Prop bets doing it right since 1997 sports interaction makes it easy to deposit play and cash out join now and see all sports betting has to offer head to sportsinteractioncom slash SDPN that's sportsinteraction.com/sdpn. slash 19 and older and please play responsibly. Now this game, this game was, was a fun one, but as always, I'm here with uh, my constant host Armand. And for the first Hello. time, Andrew's here Andrew, welcome welcome I mean you probably for the first time with us juice. I know exactly I'm like welcome <laughs> to our humble abode but realistically Andrew's been to this for way longer than us <laughs> uh, do you know how many you've done Andrew uh
0: no because I don't know how many Julian covered this year I, I think it was like four so that would put me at 78 plus I did <laughs> oh my two. god then, game over <laughs> then I did as well though I did, yeah, three uh, World Juniors ones, in, like two games, and then the like tournament getting canceled recap. Then I did, I think, 12 for uh, the Olympics, maybe even 14. And then I've been doing these ones as well and i've had to host the calgary ones cuz uh, peter and uh, audie's computers can't keep up with the stream they keep on like <laughs> one of that. them will, whoever's not hosting they're like they'll yeah. freeze on the the zoom chat
2: is that calgary yeah, yeah, internet
0: yeah it's that calgary <laughs> internet i tell you alberta in more ways than one it's behind the times <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I've done a lot, that's for sure. It's been a busy year, but I'm glad that we get to do another one, honestly. I wanted it to end tonight because I wanted Arturi Lekanen to score on uh, St. Jean again. So to all the Quebecers watching, happy year. Bon St. Jean. Uh, It's the Fête Nationale today. Uh, We were out earlier today celebrating on the canal, so that was fun, but uh, was not to be because, let's face it, this game has the same vibes as the leaf series. Does it not It feels scripted? Yeah, it does. the last,
2: the, the last two minute, too many men call. Oh my God. Well, I mean, <laughs> especially off of John Cooper's <laughs> like the
1: what lightning spent before? Oh, man.
0: the lightning spent all of game four working the refs after every yeah. whistle yapping in their ears. John Cooper's like crying bloody murder after the last game. Yeah. And what happens this game? They get yep. all the calls.
2: John, yeah, you could tell. You could tell he was a lawyer. Oh just, yes, like with the way he speaks, it's so calculated. John Cooper it's, was a lawyer. Before yeah, he same. used to be a lawyer. Uh, oh crap! Okay, he was a
0: prosecutor.
2: Yeah, and you, could, yeah, he's yeah. You so can just tell. You can just work. tell. He knows how to work. Yeah. He he knows how to work a <laughs> room. Uh, but yeah, it was it was just so ironic how they got that too many men at the very end, just yeah, like I completely negating any chance to come back.
0: Oh, I, God, I feel like so. the biggest one was. Kale McCarr bursting through two defensemen, yeah. and they both they both, they both hooked
2: him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <And> <laughs> nothing. Is... Come on, <laughs> he makes an amazing play to split the D, and <laughs> both of them committed infraction, and they don't get called. It's that's playoff hockey for you, right there. of well, Tampa <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least.
1: Hey, hey, another thing I want but to. But I don't out... want it to
2: sound too salty, as Listen, a reason. Can.
1: The reason why I wanted the absolute other than Calgary, obviously, and like the whole t- the good stories and whatnot. To prove Armand that elevation is a factor, I'm telling you. Cooper elevation also said is a that, factor. and everyone clowned him too because it's no, a okay, stupid ass stupid, excuse. No, it's not an excuse. Okay, no, Andrew, did you see my stats the I pulled up last time about? <laughs> about they
0: elevation?
2: were so stupid.
0: Are you talking about like elevating <laughs> the puck, or are you talking about like elevating no, you're your puck? No, he's talking about the no, altitude no. in Colorado. Altitude. Oh, it's a stupid yeah. ass excuse. All
1: right, Andrew, let me let me let me give you the details. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's,
2: real.
0: really it's it's real. It's real, but it's not that
2: big a deal. No, yeah, it
0: it, it's not Listen. like the be all end
2: all yeah like if you're using it as an excuse as a coach like yeah as no, a coach don't, yeah don't, but don't i, I
1: yeah. can meme it because <laughs> i'm just here to yeah. have fun
2: <laughs> yeah but uh, but uh yeah cooper cooper uh said at least chris johnson reported that he believes the altitude played a factor in tampa's mm-hmm. performance in games one and two Except yeah. literally like five days before that, before the series started, he said if there's one team that doesn't hand out excuses, it's us. So that's just <laughs> funny, you know,
1: he's a lawyer Teases for that. The too many men on the I,
2: ice. Like, I love for as a coach. I think he's a phenomenal coach. But every so time he goes to the media after our series with them. Oh, my God. It's he does. Just he does this most thing, thing.
0: He does this thing where he just acts like extremely petty and yeah. whiny and then the next day <laughs> yeah. he comes out and he's all magnanimous and he's like oh like the same thing with the literally with the did rest, that yeah right? yeah he did that he came out and he's like you know it's just emotional after the game and the fact like here he's right right yeah you can understand mm-hmm. that you are emotional after the game right after you see the play and you think it shouldn't have been a goal you go out there you talk to the media you're mad it's the stanley cup final you want to win but then yeah. how many times has he done that yeah exactly right and like <laughs> like last it. year right when they did they're like when they won the cup, they were like all super cocky about it. And like Nik- yeah. Kucherov talking about like number one bullshit and all this <laughs> and like making t-shirts with the like over the cap by whatever. Yeah. And John Cooper million. is just like, oh, I just respect everyone so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. No, you don't. Yeah,
2: honestly. it's I mean, it it just be a tactic. Yeah,
1: he it just, gets he him just wins. wants to get. Yeah. yeah. And, and like it could That's, just be for the players as well just to like instead of putting the focus on them just like say these stuff so that like yeah. people aren't focusing on on the like up yeah like no up one to no one right like
2: no one took a player quote after he, he talked about how exactly that last goal shouldn't accounted and just take game it for board. the team <laughs> it is know, the only player
0: did. quote i saw was kadri right he
2: was yeah like, did it hit yeah, that exactly?
0: yeah. it was in the net <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> i love that baller
2: yeah exactly yeah
1: yeah this was a um, but what do you guys think of uh of all these weird calls like the 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 ref and like we've talked about it it's been really weird the entire series but the only consistency has been that it is inconsistent right um i don't know it's it's at this point you kind of have to come to expect it and uh you kind of just have to find ways to get get around it and just it's weird perform. though because some
2: of them were like you know when we talk about playoff hockey most most of the time you refer to playoff hockey as this like tough gritty thing there were some ticky tacky bullshit calls like jt con for a second penalty was stupid i 100 agree about that Wait, chicken winged it <laughs> yeah but like that happens so often uh uh-huh. and it's just like barely called sometimes sometimes it's called a lot but it's like i don't know we can talk about reffing all the time it's it's going to be a conversation in every game it's just never going to change
0: yeah i think that's what drives the players the most insane right is yeah. you can have a guy brain someone and they're like mm, keep your head up but like the puck yeah. was 50 feet away and then you have like a tiny little like stick lift that touches a glove and they're like oh what well, yeah. two minutes yeah exactly it, it's yeah. really stupid Macar again, i feel like there needs to be some sort of rubric
2: yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like if they had yeah. like an ump scorecard, I know it's not possible with the uh, NHL because the MLB you can actually automate that. But if they had some level of reporting like the NBA does with their refs in the in their um, post game reports, but there's nothing. We don't get any
1: sort of you see, know a, do you think do you think that would be worse though because like it could just also be the situation where like the fia with formula one last year right they when you have too much transparency people just come at you for yeah, every but the fia in direction. formula one also
2: messed up like pretty drastically yeah yeah like <laughs> you know true. what i mean that's good that, that's holding them accountable and then the race director got canned like that mm-hmm. is what should happen when you see something messed up mm-hmm. it shouldn't just you don't just like Say oh you know like the the droids aren't here using the force <laughs> like it doesn't make sense just uh-huh. give us something but you oh, know, it's it's worse yeah. than
0: that if you ask a question about the refs they find you yeah
2: exactly they <laughs> find you 25k it's not even it's so stupid I hate it, it. is
0: it's really hard to get around with the NHL and like they want to be viewed as like an unquestionable authority and yet they're so yeah. inconsistent and <laughs> stupid mm. at like so often it, it just doesn't make sense like. I don't know if you guys saw before the playoffs, but uh, Dave Jackson, who's a former ref, went on like a bit of a Twitter rant because people were talking about how, like, you know, less is called in the playoffs. And he was like, actually, if you look at the stats, there's more penalties in the playoffs in the regular season. And I had to just like control myself to be like, you know, that's not what we're talking about.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) He was like, because, you know, we call it tighter because there's actually fewer infractions in the playoffs because players don't want to take penalties. Come on, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) come on these guys are going out there and they are cheating their asses off yeah there's every
2: times more infractions in the playoffs every shift (laughs) you see something every shift like there was a there's a uh, what's it called a interference that was so blatant where the guy just dumps it in and then he just doesn't have a lane because there's two tampa players (laughs) blocking him and they check him and it's just like it happens so often that it's like as a hockey fan, you're used to it. So you don't expect penalties there. But realistically, there should be one. But yeah, it should be interference. It's just normalcy now that we, we have this kind of situation. It yeah. is what yeah. it is. Like, I yeah, I'm done complaining about refs now. Like, it's just every game. <laughs> Got is that so out tiring. of the way. Yeah. 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 Now like, we
0: should probably focus. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you can tell just based on like the numbers of people. The, like when Tampa wins, it's like mm, there's like a lot of Leafs fans yeah, who are yeah, not exactly. feeling it right now. Probably Canadians fans <laughs> too. They like they don't want to see Tampa win. Yeah, but no, no, yeah, Tampa, win, no. The Avalanche win, it's like
1: whoop.
2: <laughs> I, the, the abs I like, yeah. I don't I don't think I don't know a single person that wants Tampa to win right now out of like my friend group. Everyone just yeah. wants
1: the abs. but because like most of our our, our friend group is all least fans, right? And we just yeah. want <laughs> Cadries to, to succeed <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. But, I hey, feel like
0: the only people that I know who want Tampa to win are the people who just want to see like greatness this rewarded repeat. in the yeah. NHL and see like the NHL have like the Warriors kind of thing. Yeah. But the NHL is so much more obsessed with parody that I feel like already after two cups, the like, yeah, everyone's are tired the Warriors. Of yeah. If you yeah. know what I mean? And everyone's like, I'm done. We're, we're bored with you now. Yeah. Next uh-huh. team.
2: Yeah, yeah <laughs> I agree. And the Av- yeah. the Avs deserve it, man. They're
1: they so do. good. Hey, but we, we can't like look away from from Tampa, right? Like these guys are the back-to-back defending Stanley Cup champions, and they won it for a reason, right? And yeah, even this game, true. like they showed a lot of grit and determination, and that was the main reason why they pulled through at the end, right? Yeah. Um, both teams, these teams are so evenly matched, though. We talk about this all the time. Like, uh, in my opinion, call Colorado by far is the better offensive team in and, and defensively, um, just talking about pure lockdown defense. I feel like Tampa has the edge over uh over Colorado in that sense, but Goaltending is the biggest differentiating factor, right? And you kind of saw with uh, Vazzy getting a few great steals this game. The past, like, this entire series, he's been playing really well. And Kemper has been let in. Sorry? Other than game two. two. Forget about game two. ever. (laughs) But uh, Kemper has, has been a little shaky. And uh, he got beat today uh, a few times where he should have probably gotten the save. It would have been nice to see at least one or two, uh, one or two stops, and that that could have been the game. That could have been the series, and we could be talking about the Avalanche as the Stanley Cup champions.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. it seems like at least once a game, right? Like the Ruta goal, the first the time goal was, horrible, was man. not good. It was not yeah. a Stanley Cup final level goal. Yeah, he can't allow that. And last game he had one too. I forget which one it was. But there was one where I was like, really really," and I thought he was fantastic overall last game. Yeah, his best game mm-hmm. since like the first round.
2: Yeah, and In game three he had a couple that I don't, I didn't like from him.
0: Yeah, game three he was not good at all. Like, he yeah, was, he was I mean attacked. he got pulled. And yeah. game two he wasn't challenged at all. Game one another couple that he was just he was the yeah. reason that game went to overtime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like the light the the Avalanche have to beat the Lightning and their goal.
2: Their own, <laughs> yeah, yeah, their
0: own team. <laughs> but I not don't to put all on Kemper. I feel like he's, he's been better the last couple games, but you got to stop the
2: muffins from going in. Yeah, that, that Ruta goal is not, like, that's not acceptable, you know, cup final game. Like, it's, if that was a game seven, I think people would be calling <laughs> for, like, his head at this point. You know what I mean? Like, that, it reminds me of so many soft game seven goals like we've allowed in the past, like the Gallagher
1: it, goal last year, yeah,
2: exactly. Like,
1: <laughs> it's just brutal way to twist that knife. <laughs> it just like, just reminds bring me it up every couple I times. Got
2: <laughs> so many flashbacks, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, you can't have that. And he's under 900 this playoffs. And when you got 8.9, yeah, 8.9 got uh, yeah. and it got it went down today, I think, well, yeah, probably even possibly. lower, yeah. Um, but yeah, when you got a like France, France has been doing pretty well, like. I'm surprised that they haven't considered it.
1: I, I don't think it's too late at this point. I, feel I know like it's they too have late to stick with I guns. know
2: it's too risky. But it's like I don't know. Like I, I've, I haven't been impressed with Kemper.
1: There's no. no right option in this situation, right? Like it, it just. I mean, it was a right like... option. The better goalie. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but who's the better yeah. goalie? Like yeah, no, you they're... have so little games on hand now. The next game tampa I, I feel like tampa has the the momentum going forward and i feel like tampa and it's a home game our game favorite exactly they're playing in tampa they're probably favored to win that game and then games. The exactly. Yeah, exactly exactly, exactly. Yeah. if they go to
0: if they go to francis now they're done like tampa yeah. bay has everything they need yeah to yeah that's true
2: going, they don't right? have the confidence yeah yeah
1: and just imagine kemper's like mentality let's say if francis just has a complete crap game right Putting Kemper in afterwards, you're like, oh, we yeah, really didn't want him you guys there, team. but we have to put you in now. Yeah, right? that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, what... I, I don't
2: have a lot of faith in Kemper. Like, I think no. he's the reason that they've lost both games, and then he's the reason that, like, two of them, or sorry, not lost both. Yeah, he's the reason they lost both games, and he's the reason game one went to overtime. Yeah. And then the other ones, he just didn't have to do anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he hasn't really wowed me. I thought he was really good. In game four, but it's his only game this series where I thought he was a difference maker. Yeah. And, and Vasilevsky after game two,
2: I guess, he's just been phenomenal. Phenomenal, right? exactly. And the other issue is like in the past, whatever, three series for Colorado, he hasn't been tested either. No. Like he's never yeah. really yeah, been tested exactly. in this playoffs. They, yeah. Colorado has steamrolled their first three rounds. They lost twice in three rounds. And now they're kind of up against it. And it's like, do you trust Kemper as a Colorado fan? Because he hasn't been with the organization long. This is his first year. You know what I mean? Like they kind of had to scramble to get him because Gruber unexpectedly left. So I don't think it's a, like it's their goalie of choice either, like heading into the season. I don't think they really expected to be in this position to begin with. And he's a good goalie, but it's just like this playoff specifically, like this series, especially it's, it's I don't know if they do end up Messing up and losing this series, and you know, blowing a three-one lead, I think it'll be largely because of him. And that's just, I don't know. I feel it bad sucks. It
0: sucks to put that on one guy, but it happens with goalies, right? And yeah, Kemper has such a great history in the regular season. Like yeah, he, he was such an really underrated, does. excellent goaltender for a, a long stretch now. Even like going back to, I think he was with Mi- Minnesota to start. Yeah, he was with Minnesota
2: before. Yeah, so he, he's he's been LA. a
0: good goalie. We know he's a good goalie. But that eye injury back in the, like the beginning of the playoffs has got to be he can't be fully healed. Like, yeah, it might not even be his
2: fault. Like, yeah, that's he's had a lot of injuries in the past
0: tracking mm-hmm. pucks. It seems like it's an issue, right? Like his eye might be healed, but it might be one of those things where like the muscles around the eye are like a little bit slow. You know what I mean? Yeah, where it, it could just be something tiny, tiny that's throwing him off. And it's the Stanley Cup final and everything looks looms so large. Yeah. So it, mm-hmm. it, it's tough, but uh, I think they got to stick with him just because uh, the, the mental aspect of it, right? And for yeah, what yeah, it's for worth sure. with Kemper, he is giving up like a muffin every game. But after the first three, ga- no, first four games, I don't remember which was the one that Tampa won the first one, game three? Uh, that was game three. Yeah. Okay. After the first three games, Kemper's high danger save percentage in this series was like 45%.
2: <laughs> wow and now it, that. <laughs> yeah now it's
0: up to like mid 80s okay so like in terms of stopping the dangerous yeah. shots he's actually doing
1: Pretty way well. better
2: yeah and le- like letting in three goals isn't that bad for a goaltender like it's mm. every other game you're probably gonna do something like that no, no goaltender has a sub two goals against average yeah. but at the same time You know, when you get like, I don't know how many shots they ended up with Colorado, but like it was like 40 to 28 or something like that, you know, you kind of expect the win. And I thought Colorado did dominate for large portions of that game. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to come out with a loss, especially with that first Ruta goal, that's the only one that kind of bothered me here. Um, But it's, it's kind of brutal. It's just brutal. It's it it's is.
1: also not his fault that he's playing against Vazzy, right? We were talking about a, a goaltender yeah, that's, that's been like the best caliber, the exactly. He's been. But you amazing. can always face
2: the team in front of you, and that's the yeah, team yeah, in front definitely.
1: of you. you. You have to be the better, like you have to be at least equal to the exactly, yeah. Goaltender. Like, but it, but just keep in mind, like uh, there was a good stat that Sportsnet pulled up right initially at the beginning of the game where Vazzy is what nineteen and two at this point it's twenty and two actually, in, yeah, and after uh, after a loss in the playoffs since twenty twenty, right? Um. Yeah, and Vazzy's both of those great. losses are this year right so he's been put through the ringer and he's excelled and performed right um and that's that's just kind of what we come to expect out of avazi but um we got to sing his prayers or praises like he's he's performing he's performing well and uh uh and when it comes to two evenly matched teams any slight difference is going to be it could be it right that could finish the game up. And that could be the series and hand. So, um, we gotta, we gotta look to it and it has to be something to, to think about. Another person that I, I did want to bring up was, uh, or I wanted to get your opinions on was McKinnon. Uh, McKinnon, obviously the last game he got his he actually broke through and got his first goal of this series in particular, but, um, I think he got one today. No, he didn't. I yeah. That, yeah. And I, in my opinion, he's kind of been a little invisible. Like he, he's setting up plays. He's, he's doing well in terms of playmaking, but, um, when you have your star player, you need your star player to perform and you need him to be getting goals and be a differentiating factor. He can't just be an above average player. Right.
2: Well, I, um, I don't know. I think he played very well today for the most part. Um, I thought he created a lot of chances. I do think he's had trouble finishing this series, but you know, it's one series and it's kind of like, I don't know. Well, it's, it's the most kinda... important series, right? Yeah, Everything's, no, everything agree.
1: is blank, right? There's a blank slate. We're talking about the, the finals now. Everything, it doesn't matter what happened before the, the past series. This is what matters. Yeah. And he has to perform. Right? Yeah.
2: Having one goal in five games isn't ideal.
0: No, him. definitely not the way he wants to be playing. I think yeah. that's, that's for sure. Although, like, the last uh, last three games here, he's got 20 shots on goal. Yeah, exactly. He's firing like everything. He's yeah. he's trying to get stuff through. And he's I feel really like if trying. you watch, if you look at how this series has broken down and, like, how the chances are going, and the last couple of games, Tampa Bay has been doing much a much better job at the net front, both uh, yeah. in their own end and at the Colorado end. But in terms of rush chances... It's like heavily, heavily skewed, like double towards yeah. the avalanche. And that comes down, I think, to uh, McKinnon and Makar. And yeah, the, the speed. Yes. And I, I think that we can't ignore, you know, how why is Val Nakushkin always open? And it's because exactly. they're looking at McKinnon, right? Yeah. And it's kind of, not to twist the knife more for you guys, <laughs> but it reminds me of last year against in yeah. the first round, Montreal mm-hmm. and Toronto and Montreal basically in the, de- in the defensive zone was double teaming Matthews at all times. It was Deneau yep. and someone else always on Matthews. So he was never open and it was up to Mitch Marner to find space and get shots through, get something it. happening. Right. And he couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. This year we saw him find that level in the playoffs last year. You yeah. couldn't find it. Nikushkin is doing that. For McKinnon, even though McKinnon isn't getting his best chances, he's not uh, filling the net, he's finding Nakushkin over and over and over again. So, there's that aspect to it, too. Mm -hmm. That even though uh, McKinnon isn't necessarily scoring, he is playing that decoy role that a lot of great players do play in high intensity situations like this, where like everything is clamped down around them.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. He's taking up most of their uh, most of Tampa's. You know energy in terms of defending and the if there was a finals mvp and the Avs end up winning like he'd be a strong contender like straight up like four goals in five games he nearly got his fifth he was like a millimeter off from just touching that but uh yeah he's yeah. been insane and his finishing ability this series has been phenomenal
0: yeah it's, it's between yeah. him and makar right yeah exactly like- right yeah if the game and if the series ends tonight, I think Makar definitely wins the Consmite th- just based oh, on oh yeah, oh yeah, the history of what he's done in these playoffs. But <laughs> if Makar did not exist, it would probably be Nikulin, yeah. and he's been yeah. a runaway freight train. Yeah, especially this finals
2: man. He's been he's been really good, and it's gonna be uh, interesting to see what he gets because he's him and Kadri both need to be resigned. I'm I'm very curious exactly. To yeah.
1: Well, the abs are in a tough situation right now because the majority of the team, like more than half of their team, are, are gonna be UFAs at the end of the season, right? Yeah, so, a, ton of are, a ton of them are deaf players. Exactly. But, yeah. but but still, like you gotta it's gonna take some time to retool and Sakic has to work his magic in the offseason to try to build uh, build a team back. Like we're not saying that the, the series is completely over, but this is their window, right? They have yeah. to be able to, to win this year. Um, otherwise, it's going to require a lot of a lot of work in, in the head management office to try to build another uh, contending team around these guys. Right. Well, I mean, are the good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but if there's anyone
2: that I think deserves no criticism right now, it's pretty much Sakic. Yeah. I don't you know how he doesn't have a GM of the year yet. <laughs> well, that's like, how thing, did right? he's nominated twice. this year.
0: But I, yeah. I look at it as like if Julian Breeze doesn't win this year,
2: what are we doing?
0: He's yeah, won back-to-back yeah. cups and is back in the final this year. Yeah. yeah, It's kind of insane. Like, you can, yeah.
2: What, Especially what, with how, how he's had to maneuver losing literally his entire third line. And like, they all got like $6 million contracts <laughs> the cap you know,
1: day by day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, they've it's also crazy. had some fun with the LTIR. So <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <that> yeah. <laughs> I he finds a loophole. Yeah. I, he I, he I do want to shout out the chat a little bit. Cause uh, we had a couple of good questions in here. Uh, one, a couple of people asking about my eye. Uh, I, oh, yeah. told, I told the boys uh, before the show last time what happened, but basically last week I had like a vicious bout of strep, but before we knew it was strep, I had to do a COVID test, and when you do a home COVID test, the rapid test, you're supposed to swab your throat and yeah. then your nose. Yeah. But yeah. When I did the throat, it was so inflamed that my whole body was just like, we're not doing that, but I oh, hadn't geez. eaten in like 24 hours, so I just dry heaved into the sink for five <laughs> minutes and oh, blew blood geez. vessels in my eyes. So I'm channeling you know Jeff
2: Petrie. Oh, yeah, I was just about to say you look exactly like Petri when he had his eye thing.
0: Yeah, so it's it, it's going away actually now. It's fading a bit. It it used to be like bright bright red, so it's 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 going away. And uh, also, somebody was talking about Corey Perry. I do want to say Corey oh, Perry. Geez. I
1: feel so uh, bad for him. Third
0: final in a row. <laughs> you know his team's on the ropes. Poor guys tonight? Like yeah, he's he's gunning for it. I know everybody. Even hates game Corey three, he Perry. got a
1: huge goal as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Like I know everybody hates Corey Perry for a good reason. Right. He's, he's a snake out there. He elbows people. He's, he's dirty. He's sneaky. He has dived at times, but (laughs) watching him up close last year, I have so much respect for him for what he's willing to do to get the puck across the line. Yeah. Just skating face first into elbows. Like I, Mm -hmm. I just think he's such a warrior And I had no hesitation whatsoever that he was going to be a huge player for the Lightning tonight. And he proved me right. Yeah.
2: No one, no one should ever question Perry's drive ever. Like, yeah, he's just been an absolute star his entire career. And he's managed to like very gracefully age into an incredible depth player. So, yeah, he's, he's a very important piece to the Tampa Bay Lightning. And if he loses again, that'll be pretty. It'll be pretty funny, but also sad, you know, (laughs) but most
0: people will love it. uh,
2: Yeah. I'm not, I'm like, I'll love it. (laughs) Yeah. I'll love it for sure. But uh yeah, it's going to be pretty sad if he
1: loses twice to the Lightning then goes to the Lightning and then loses again in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of like uh remember DeMarcus Cousins uh from the NBA, he keeps chasing these uh the the past teams that have won the the chip the, the year before. He keeps signing with those teams and they keep underperforming <laughs> and not winning again. So sometimes it goes like that. Yeah. But yeah, Perry's one of those players. It's like he kind of reminds me of like Marshawn where you hate him if you're playing against him, but if you're if he's on your team, you love you love seeing it because yeah. it's just so fun to see that like him get under the other uh, opposition skin. But uh, yeah, it's gonna feel real bad for him if he doesn't win, especially coming back like like you said he he played off against Tampa two times in a row and then joins and loses. That's gonna suck. That's gonna feel yeah. really bad for him. Yeah. 100%. There's
0: a quote here coming out from the post-game stuff uh, from Gabriel Landeskog on the officiating. He says, I'm not going to get into that. That's something they can continue to do, but we're not doing that. <laughs> oh, the pettiness <laughs> is coming out. <laughs> I
2: love I love comments about officiating because everyone just tiptoes around it because they don't want to get fined, but they still want to make a comment. Oh,
0: I, I love that he's putting it on the lightning because he's 100%
2: right. Yeah, he is. Mm. 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> somebody says, Perry, please don't out-hosa-hosa. Oh, he's going to out-hosa-hosa.
2: <laughs> it's going to happen.
0: And we got another comment saying that McKinnon should not be a decoy. He should be a finisher. Like, yes, in an ideal yeah, world, I agree. Yeah. But the reality of the playoffs is that your top offensive producers are often taken away. Right? Like, it, mm, When you're yeah. in a seven-game series, you have so much more ability to game plan to counter a specific threat there's a reason why Austin Matthews doesn't score at a 60 goal pace in the playoffs. Yeah. It's not possible to do that for most players. Like that's why Connor McDavid doing what he did this year is like, everyone thinks he's a mutant or a robot or something. It doesn't make yeah. sense.
2: Yeah. But you do expect like, at least from my perspective, if you know, the Avs have a home game, I would expect Bednar to, to probably play the matchups a little better to get yeah. him away from, you know, their shutdown line with Hedman and, and the uh, Sorelli and those guys, it's, Yeah. I don't know. I think he's, he's obviously producing shots. He's obviously producing chances. He had a few, this game, he had quite a few last game and the game before that, it's just not going in for him and it's going to happen, but you know, it might be a mental thing. It might just be luck. I I think he'll eventually break through though. Like I think he's too good of a player and I think he's still at least contributing offensively by, you know, setting up, who pretty much gets all of their goals on that line
1: (laughs) do you think he's kind of like over chasing though where since he's taking this the crazy amount of shots that he is right um would it be better suited for him to pass and i guess like look for another another guy open or do you think it's it's justifiable that he's taking this these absorbent amount of shots
0: i (sighs) think his line is one right he's still nathan mckinnon
2: yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and his line is still producing and also like like we're, we're kind of talking like the ads are down in the series, and they're not. <laughs> they just lost a game, you know. Like they're still winning three two, and they have a, yeah. two chances, you know, coming coming up where they can win the cup, you know.
0: I think it's McKinnon... the respect that we all have for the Lightning, right? Because we're like, yeah, Don't, don't exactly. let those champs up off the mat. Yeah, yeah. Because like, if they lose Game Six,
1: everyone's gonna bet on the Lightning. Definitely, definitely. Two games in a row, like yeah, they they proven that they can be they can win in colorado yeah i i I, you go crazy yeah and these guys are back-to-back stanley Cup champs like you can't underestimate the the value that is the the value there for being uh, a champion right you have the winning mentality you have the drive and you guys have a good coach uh that's that's leading the leading the charge behind you right um All the momentums, like even for next game, in my opinion, the momentums with the Lightning as well. I, I put the Lightning. I think I do match. think Tampa wins Game Six.
2: Like obviously, this is just a random prediction, but I just think like the home advantage there, like will definitely pull them through. And John Cooper mm-hmm. plays the matchup game so well. It's he did that well against how, the Lightning too. Oh, no, sorry, up, not the Lightning. He did that well against
1: the, the Leafs as well. Yeah, he
2: does, does that well against everyone. He's a really good, you know, coach to adapt to different matchups. I like. I, I love his on ice game i just yeah, hate his, everything he says
0: off the ice <laughs> his ability to manage the game honestly on and off the ice yeah it's impressive none yeah exactly but he is an incredible coach like the lightning are a great team and so he has a good like stable to work with but he is an incredible coach and we have to also recognize like Braden point hasn't played since like, yeah he, i know he played a couple games in this final but like not at what we expect 100 yeah. yeah hasn't played since game seven against the leafs You know, uh, their first cup they won without Steven Stamkos, except for that one shift that he came on and scored a goal. (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) What a time, (laughs) Exactly. Like, it was only really last year that they had a full, healthy lineup. Like, they've been... To do this, what they've done already, through compressed seasons, through COVID, through short summers because of COVID, through uncertainty of losing Nikita Kucherov a whole season and then him coming back in the playoffs and kind of being garbage for the first two rounds. They are the most impressive team I've ever seen overall, like for yeah. a, a three-year stretch in my life. And, and I know they're the first team to do this since the 1982 New York 83, Islanders, yeah, or 82 or 83, whichever you count as the first three, but yeah. the last three. But yeah, they are just so impressive. So it makes sense that we're singing their praises, especially after they won tonight. But yeah. I still think Colorado overall is so much more sprightly like they yeah, just have so much more energy that i think they're going to take it in tampa
1: yeah oh okay. okay. you think they win? win in game six Ooh. i do because if they oh, lose game six tampa Bay is going to win yeah they are going to come yeah, out yeah. pretty
2: strong that's true and yeah colorado plays a game that i just love to watch yes just that the speed the explosiveness like just watching McCart split those 2d was like everything i love. About hockey, like it's just silky smooth. Every every player is so silky smooth, and then they got the toughness, they got the grit, they have got the defensive ability. The only thing I don't like is their goaltending, but you know whatever. We've talked about that, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I just love watching them. They're a fantastic team. They are, Yeah, I mean, all that K. has K. to be done. alone. Yeah, exactly oh,
1: yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's so in like a so, league of his own. Honestly, he's. It seems like we're seeing like the the emergence of a new generation of like of defensemen. We're gonna yeah. see more of these like two way defensemen that are that are gonna be leading the league by storm. Because like, man, exactly. he's so strong too? Did you see him like destroy Palat? Uh, with that, know, he's hit. defensively a monster. Oh my
2: god! Yeah, he like,
0: he shut down Connor McDavid.
2: Like, yeah, he's the only yeah. guy who can skate with him, right? Yeah. Exactly. I'll, I'm
0: gonna put you guys on the spot. I want you both to answer this, and I'll, I'll get to Robert oh, to clip oh, it when he gets back uh, back to work for us because I know he's got today off. Keeping in mind their contracts. So Makar has much more time left on his. Mm-hmm. Would you trade one for one? Austin Matthews
1: for Kale Makar. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. this is a good one. Do you want me to go first? Go it's, wh- whoever goes first. It's your choice.
2: Okay, okay. you go first. I'm going to think about this more.
1: Okay. Listen.
2: There's the nostalgia factor where like I have my Austin Matthews jersey and like, but you're also world factoring world. into account contracts.
0: Yes. And oh, keep in mind, yeah, Makar makes what, two and a half million nine. less?
2: Yeah, and he makes 9.5, I think. He makes a lot less.
0: Or is flat it just five. nine? I think it is. I think it's five. just flat nine. I'm going to yeah, check just right just now for you guys. He so makes stall less for than... me while I check.
1: Okay. Well, okay. We got to think of it in, in two ways, right? As a Leafs fan, there's, there's a different answer. And then as like a, an NHL GM, right? If you were, if you were the guy you got to think about the team, right?
2: Okay. Exactly. So you guys there's want the full
0: details? details?
2: Yes. Yeah, okay, okay
0: we so we'll factor in age as well. Matthews is 24, he makes 11.64 mil per year, two more years left on the contract. Kale McCarr mm-hmm. is oh, 23, makes nine million dollars a year, so 2.64 million dollars less per year, and has five more years left. Yeah, but Matthews just
1: scored 60 goals. <laughs> this is so hard. This is hard, but okay personally, please don't come after me. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> just going to preface that. Lightly. Do not come after me. Listen, as, as a least fan, if you're telling me, what would I want to do as a Leafs fan? Keep Matthews. I love my boy. He just scored 60. He was probably on yeah. pace for 70 if he didn't get injured. My boy is amazing. I have his jersey. I'm a huge fan. Please don't kill me. But-
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you think as- that they can retain Matthews for a similar price?
1: See, but the thing is, they don't no. work for five. if no Kale right McCarr exactly has, right yeah, and if McCar has five years of of nine mil, that's a lot. That's that's three three mil extra on the table that you can put towards depth and whatnot. And he's only twenty three. He's he's saying. still peaking. He's still or he still has. We, we're still yet to see his peak and what he can get into or what he can become. I think he's already the best player on the abs. If I was a GM, I would take I would take a uh, take Kale McCar. Are oh, you taking McCarr? Oh. I would, I would take him. I think, I think it's hands down. It's, it's the, it's the better option because we've seen He's issues. Also yeah, that too. But like, also, like de- defensively, has been an issue for the Leafs. And like, offensively, we have no problem, right? We, we have uh, a lot of, we have a lot of. Listen, our stars. Depth can, wise, we
2: do have a problem, but depth yeah, wise, I but get the, you're the three million,
1: the three million factors into that. You can use that to bring another depth player, but in terms of like having intangible stars, we have the star power why not sure yeah, it'd, it'd be hard to not years. take
2: Makar just because of the contracts. Like if I was just to do player versus player, I'm taking Matthews any day of the week, just because it's Matthews. Like he scored 60 goals. He's, he is, in my opinion, the second best player in the league. Don't come at me, <laughs> um, but considering yeah, I'm the contract, saying, he's the best I, think, I think you do take Makar. <laughs> he's the best defenseman in the league, uh, in my opinion. And it's, it's like longer contract, less money. Oh God. Why'd you have to hit us with that?
0: <laughs> it's like, evil.
1: You're is... making us betray our yeah. boy.
0: I know. <laughs> well, I think this. the thing you also have to consider is like What's Matthew's next contract start at?
2: Right. Exactly. Like it, oh, It's probably a ridiculous 14? amounts. Yeah. It's I. It's at least thirteen point five, in my opinion. At least thirteen point five, because you're expecting a salary in, or, or cap increase as
1: well. Listen, we uh, were expecting year that, years. and then COVID happened as well. Yeah, but like, we're yeah. going up a million. This whole next situation. Year. Yeah, but still, like the the whole situation with the cap uh, for the Leafs would have been completely different if like COVID didn't happen, and we we got the salary increases that we were expecting. I just
2: right? pray that like because he got paid as an RFA he has some loyalty towards us <laughs> and then he just accepts. I wouldn't bet on amount. it dude. I wouldn't bet on it either. You just scored 60 goals. Yeah. Yeah. Two more right, 60 Andrew. goal seasons. And but I think but I do 15, think 16 million. I do think <laughs> a, something that will be ingrained in the least players mentality here is the, um, the value in taking less in terms of, you know, your team,
1: but everyone you know, knew that and it, like everyone knew that but look, look at yeah. matt look at McDavid. I, he took less and what what's that netted him yeah but it's edmonton yeah well that's the like <laughs> toronto really <laughs> they, edmonton ended, wins, they, the they win final. so shit because yeah. of their gm's <laughs> done worse like historically
2: <laughs> yeah okay i like okay i agree but at the same time like when we're looking at teams like the Avs, when you have mckinnon at what is he 6.25 or something like that. And I know he didn't take necessarily a discount at the time. Yeah, he had a terrible he signed year, it. right? Yeah, did yeah. you think did he you broke like, out that same year? Did you he think he was a, like that was a steal when he signed it, Andrew?
0: Yeah, because the term, right? Yeah. And that's, that's the I name. think he everyone had already seen what McKinnon could do. Yeah. Like I think that was after his first uh playoff performance and everyone was like, "Oh my god." And yeah. then he yeah. had that real off year and people were like, "Oh, maybe it was a flash in the pan, but I think when you look at the underlying metrics, you you could see how good he was going to be. Maybe not quite at the level that he's been now, but uh, I I don't know. Even if he wasn't a Hart Trophy candidate, right? Like, I'm a big fan of signing players out of their ELC who are going, that you're very confident are going to be stars to as long a term contract as you possibly can. You get them locked up at as low a term of money as you possibly can. Just because having seen it from like the perspective of the Montreal Canadiens, right? I watched as the Canadians put PK Subban into a bridge contract, and then he walked in and immediately won the Norris trophy. I was like, Oh, well, great, great well, idea guys. Yep. You're, when you're screwed now at that time, and nobody ever wants to talk about it. He was negotiating a contract before the new CBA came in that limited, um, contract term. And yeah. He was offering the Canadians a contract or his agent was where they were looking at like a 15 year, like career deal, yeah, that averaged out to like four point five to five million dollars a year. Oh wow! Which just how much he, he thought that? Yeah, his career has fallen off drastically in the last little bit here, right? So like maybe yeah. in the end it would have been a bad deal, but for through his prime, having the flexibility to have him for half of what he
2: was actually paid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sp- but you also do run into like the situation where you could get like a Parise or a yes. Suter or something or like Dak that, you know? Keith. Oh yeah, exactly. Listen, I
1: like at four point five. Like I, it's a no brainer though. Like yeah. you can, you yeah, can for PK band
2: yeah Yeah. like well you you can just
1: keep it on on your like you can take the hit it's not it's not the worst part about like the
2: matthews contract like the number for me is what it is like whatever like he's obviously playing at 11.5 million dollars of value
0: yeah he's playing even if we could 25 million dollars yeah exactly like
2: i don't care about the number it's the term that got me like we paid him so much for an rfa and then we just couldn't we couldn't get that extra year or two or something like that you know driving right to UFA. But anyways,
1: listen, you got to like, as a fan, you, you want to see them take a, take more term or take a discount or whatnot. But these players they are only playing for, for like 15 years, 20 years or whatever, like they get, let uh, them the get elite paid.
2: players are only playing for that. Like, most players yeah. don't even last that long, but like,
1: exactly. But like, let them get paid. They're, they're yeah, only no, I'm fully for getting paid, um, but I'm saying yeah. like as a Leafs
2: fan, what I kind it of sucks. hope is that the players see is like, you see McKinnon go to the finals and potentially win a cup soon. At 6.5, you see, like, Stammer, who took, like, I, don't, I guess, 8 mil? Was it 8 or 10? Mm. No, it was 10 mil. Uh, 10 mil for eight years or whatever. And then Crosby and as Kucherov well. And and blah, 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 blah. You see point for example, taking less. You see these guys taking less money to go far. And I'm kind of hoping that five straight playoff losses or first round <laughs> losses instills this, like, sort of mentality in them where they're like, I got played. The, the organization did right by me by paying me, you know, right out the gate. I don't know. I know it's just wishful <laughs> thinking at this point, but it's all I have.
1: Hey, okay, so then Andrew, so you have no, I guess, like, uh, affiliation with the lease or whatnot, right? You're oh, not. Yeah. The, so, Macar. what do you think, as an outside perspective, where you're not tied down to the emotions with it, with like seeing Matthews leave or whatnot? What would you, what would you do between Macar and and, uh, and
0: Matthews and Matthews? I think as much as I love Macar and the contract is definitely easier to live with than Austin Matthews. You just don't find an Austin Matthews anywhere. And not, not that I'm saying that it's easy to find Kale McCarr, but he was a fourth overall pick, not a first overall pick for a reason, right? There's less certainty around defensemen and overall defensemen just have less impact on the game than centers do. I make the gamble that with the TNT deal and debts getting paid off through COVID, that monkeypox doesn't up. go crazy and a couple of years <laughs> from now the cap goes up like crazy and you can afford to pay Matthews just because I look at his frame, his ability to score, and his defensive prowess, and I think Austin Matthews through an eight year contract is going to give you that value all eight years, even if you sign mm-hmm. him for like League Max. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, question,
2: the question is if you can sign him. that yeah. Of course, right.
0: But I think Matthews wants to stay in Toronto. This I, is the I feeling certainly I hope get. So. I, yeah, I, I get that yeah. feeling too.
1: But like, also, like, when have we ever seen another like Kale McCarr? Right, like we, we've seen mm. Victor Hedman's a, a great um, offensive defenseman, but I feel like we haven't seen him since, oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, we haven't seen a player like him for a while. And Gretzky like had a Car- quote. Carlson? I, yeah, Carlson was a, a good yeah. comparable. Uh, but Gretzky, really. uh, this is, uh, this is uh, I think this was uh, in the middle of the series. Might have been at the beginning of the series. I can't remember exactly when. But Gretzky came out and said, uh, said that um, the closest player we've ever seen offensively and defensively that can make an impact on uh, on the game that much probably Bobby Orr. Yeah, when, but you know, Gretzky
0: also voted Kopitar for the Southie <laughs> and Kopitar wasn't even their best defensive center this year. That was Phil Dineau. So yeah, that is true. Take yeah, yeah, says great. says, gra- let's be yeah. real. He's the greatest hockey hey. player, not the greatest hockey analyst.
2: Yeah. He I he, he has
1: a that. point though. In my opinion, like no, no, Kale McCart is a crazy, like we haven't seen a two way player as great as Kale McCart. Yeah, but think long, about the last long. time
2: someone scored 60 goals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In a salary cup era. <laughs> it's,
2: been, it's happened three times. Famcos. coast, <laughs> Ovechkin, and, and they're both, Cup winners with like you know pretty much Hall of Fame. Yeah, they'll Uh both be in the Hall of Fame. One hundred percent. So
0: will Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews is the greatest American player of all time. Yeah, he's the greatest pure goal scorer since Ovechkin. Like he has a chance to score more than Ovechkin. We're getting away from from the actual game here, so we'll we'll wrap (laughs) it on on Leafs thoughts here. But uh, I I think Austin Matthews is such a complete player overall that it's just hard to put a value on that, even against an elite. Like league-breaking defensemen like Kale McCarr, I feel like the gap between McCarr and the next grouping of great defensemen mm-hmm. is less than the gap
2: between like Matthews McDavid and the next center. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Maybe okay. maybe I was too much of a non-homer there. You, you <laughs> swung me. I'm going back to Matthews.
1: <laughs> we never left. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Ignore that. Don't clip your <laughs> arm. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: but I guess like. Do we have any final thoughts going into game game six or uh, good to go?
0: Uh, I guess there's a question here. Somebody probably didn't have had tuned in the whole time. Uh, Can Tampa Bay force a game seven? Let's all go around the table there and uh, then we'll end it on
1: that. Sure. Um, I guess I can start. I I think definitely, uh, Tampa Bay, in my opinion, has the advantage going into game six. Like we're saying, this is a a home, uh, they're they're playing at home. They're playing in Tampa. Right. Um, and they also have the momentum now off of uh, this last win. I believe that they can eke out a win, uh, in game six. And Hey, if they do eke out a win in game six, put your money on Tampa in game seven. I think the next game kind of decides the entire series. So if you're, if you're, you're a player on either team. Perform. We looked at McKinnon, uh, like we were saying, like he's 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 making plays and he's being a playmaker, but now is your time to perform. Now is the time for everyone to perform. Kemper, uh, don't have a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. I wonder what the actual statistics are
2: from teams that force a game seven from being down 3-1 and then winning it. Because well, I, I mean, want to go- know how, how that actually affects it. Because you rarely see 3-1 comebacks, but I have a feeling quite a few have reached game sevens and then failed. So I I would be curious there, but game six, I do think Tampa does win. Uh, Again, I just, I think the home advantage there, I think they play very well at home. Um, I think Colorado will definitely come in with uh, like a fire in them, but uh, I think Fazzy's just too good. I think Fazzy's going to have a great game.
0: Yeah. I mean, if Kemper doesn't have a great game, that's it's over, but, uh, I think Nathan McKinnon is going to take over the next game. He just, he is there. 20 shots in three games. Like, yeah, he's so close, right? I think he's going to end it for them. He's just been such a great playoff player his entire career. I think that's the game where he makes the big impact and doesn't score off of like a shot off his skate. I think uh, McKinnon is going to win it for them tomorrow. Maybe Makar will help out a little bit too. Or not tomorrow, sorry, uh, on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I think the Colorado Avalanche just have more in the tank at this point, and that's
1: what's going to drive them yeah, over yeah. the edge.
2: Well, they listen, haven't played it's... as many games as Tampa has in the past three yeah. years. That's for sure.
1: All we know is it's going to be a great game anyways, um, and it's going to be exciting. Regardless of what happens. Like at this point, I'm just here to to enjoy the elite of the elite hockey players. Like or yeah, hockey us go at each other. This is no amazing. No disrespect so to, to
2: Montreal, Andrew, but this is this this finals series is is primo.
0: Yeah, it's not even yeah. close to the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One team hanging on for dear life last year. I mean, I I respect what the Canadians were able to do last year because it was very clear that there was a bunch of guys in that roster who threw every possible thing that they had left in their career into it. Like we saw that price missed almost this whole year. Yeah. Weber killed himself (laughs) to get there. Right. And he played great. Yeah. But it's, it just hits different to have two elite teams in the final. It (laughs) does. There's no way to get around it. Cinderella stories are fun, but this is more fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) hundred percent. It's a great series so far.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it here for us. Uh, thank you guys for watching another episode of Game Over. Thank you, Andrew, for coming on as well. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday after uh, after Game 6. Will Tampa be able to... Uh, pull it back, make it even grounds for game seven, or will Colorado win their first or their third Stanley Cup, the first one since 2000, 2001, when Sakik won as well. So Saki carried the team twice on his back. <laughs> maybe three but, times. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna It's going to be a fun series. We'll catch you guys on Sunday. See you guys from...